Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad podcast with Chris Finn, a production of P4S Golf. Welcome to the Golf Fitness Bomb Squad. Tyler, we've got What's another up? episode, man. We're, 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 still, uh, we're still chugging along. We're, we're, ch- we're, chug- we're chugging right along. Uh, excited to be back. Uh, talk more golf. Uh, talk about some some distance today. Talk about bombs, man. I, I, I mean, I don't I, know. Nobody cares about hitting bombs. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, there's nobody cares about distance. Nobody's marketing distance. There's no products out there to help you get more distance. It's. I think we're the first ones to talk about it, really, on an open mean, forum yeah. like this. I mean, really, the training aid world <laughs> should really think about creating something that yeah. help guys, you know, hit it further. I think that would be. You know, we we should. I think we need our own the the, the P4S. You know, whip something like that. I think we can come up with. Uh, yeah. uh, Are you wearing an tra- orange shirt? Maybe we call it the <laughs> orange whip. Is that oh, is that yeah. one that's out there yet? Or, or, it or is. Super, you know, is. it would be really cool to have be super speedy. Oh, the super speedy orange whip stack system. What do you think yeah, about we that? Can stack them on top of each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. And we could rip it. We could rip it. That's yeah. probably a stick. We could rip the stick. Yeah. No, uh, that's that's great. I don't, have, I don't, we, have we gotten them all? Yeah, I this think this uh, is a pretty good. This is pretty good, kind of. You know, yeah, them all the, into a there's some there's some cease and desist letters being written right as <laughs> you speak, right? <laughs> coming, coming our way. Um, yeah, yeah, I but this it's a huge topic, right? Speed is you know, and so obviously the episode is gaining ten yards in ten weeks, and that you know that catches a lot of people's attention um, because it is such a hot topic, right? Picking up speed in golf. Yeah, I mean, I I would say ninety eight percent of the golfers that I talk to every day and each week and each month and they all say hey more distance would be great right <laughs> there's nobody yeah. that's ever said to me hey man no i don't i i don't i don't really want to hit any further right i'm pretty good at where i'm at so i don't um, need another if, if you give me yeah. another five yards then we really pissed. Yeah, i'll be upset i'll be upset um so i think definitely uh it's something that gets talked about a lot um there there's always the the pride right of uh you know when, when you guys walk up to your balls it's like oh look who's a little further up here you know it's it's fun to be that guy right could, it's you, fun to- could you could you put a gas station or a yeah. walmart between our balls <laughs> a new, there's a new sam's club they're putting in raleigh here between yeah. between our two golf balls so uh you know di- distance has always been part of the game it, 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 there's there's lots of ways that it can impact what you do um and i think one of the things that you see a lot with marketing of, of products and things like that is is, is these claims, right? Uh, 10 yards in 10 weeks. That, that's what we talk about. But then you see things 28 yards in 28 days, right? And different stuff like that. And so, you know, like my favorites, they, somebody actually totaled all of the guarantees of yardage for new drivers that came out. I forget which okay. company. Um, and it was like, if you, if you actually, if they had golfers had actually gained those yards with every new driver, the total, I think it was maybe the last 10 or 20 years, like the total gain, like the average amateur would be hitting the ball 500 yards right now. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, I, I, I probably have fallen into the trap of <laughs> buying a few of those, <laughs> a few those drivers, drivers so over over the, the time. But yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, when it comes to speed training, one of the big things that I hear from probably five or six guys a week, Chris, is, man, hey, I was working with this product or I was working with that product. I was trying to speed train and now I'm hurt, right? My wrist hurts or my back hurts or my shoulder hurts. And uh, and, and that's when we start getting into that conversation of, well, hey, where, where is your rotational mobility at, right? Because um, I know for us, if somebody's going to train for speed, they've got to be able to rotate first, right? And if there isn't the ability to rotate, well, then we are like turning that ticking time bomb. We are turning up that that uh, the tick, right? It's going faster and faster. The wick and faster. is getting shorter. Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, 
um, you know, what, do you, what what kind of would you have to say about that in terms of, you know, <clears throat> the explosion of speed training out there right now in the golf world? And then really kind of what does a golfer need to do to be prepared to, to do that and actually see results, right, with that, without getting hurt? Yeah, I mean, as the speed training industry has exploded, so have golfers, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. The, we, we did a study where we had a, it wasn't a formal study. It was kind of, it was a subject called subject of objective work basically talked to over 80 and it was like 83 or 84 guys who had been hurt doing speed training. Uh, and basically got them on call zoom calls, took them, we just simply took them through the, the uh, mobility assessment. Cause I was curious to see if we just stayed that like superficial, that simple of yeah. a test, what, 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 what would turn out? Right. And every single one of those 83 or four golfers failed at least one of the four rotary centers. Right now, <laughs> just to be clear, cause this is one of the big things that, I get on my soapbox about with, you know, a lot of, you know, the products out there that is not like a randomized clinical study <laughs> that that's just like me, like talking to 83 people and saying, Hey, and basically what we can derive from that is, Hey, there's probably a relative level of correlation. And yeah. I think the key for people to understand is correlation, meaning, Hey, those people did speed training, they got hurt and they failed the mobility tests doesn't mean that failing a mobility test causes pain if you're going for speed, right? So that, that there's a very, all of them speed marketing out there. I've never seen any causational data sure. like ever. Right. And a, a case study of one person gaining 20 yard or you know, 20 miles an hour, like that does not prove that you can't apply that <laughs> to the general population. That yeah. is the lowest yeah. level of research. Like basically in the research world, it's horse crap. Like, like nobody's going to like pay attention to that. So, but this, what this basically highlighted for me was, Hey, there seems to be a relationship here. Yeah. Uh, and so then what we did, which, you know, kind of, I'm, I'm proud of it. Not going to lie. <laughs> that is that we actually went the next step and said, Hey, let's actually look at this as in a scientific fashion. Let's look at a sample size of thousands and let's see what are the markers or risk factors for people as they're trying to gain speed. And basically what has come out of, you know, our databases, 7,000, 10,000, I don't know, some are pretty close to 10,000 at this point. Yeah. And, and looking at, you know, not only just one time, you know, testing data, but also change data. So as somebody, you know, we test them initially and then implement a program and then retest and, hey, did it work? Did it not work? What worked? Right. And you're starting to be able to, you know, basically identify a couple different profiles of, that golfers have. And, you know, we dive, dive into, you know, the actual specific profiles in another, in another episode, but, it's basically there's three types, right? There's a, a more RPMs under the hood. That's somebody who's got great mobility, you know, super strong and powerful and just sucks at golf. So maybe they, they physically should, could swing 120 miles an hour, but they're only swinging 95, right? Yeah. Then you have your, your balanced golfer who has the ability to rotate, but maybe, you know, and their strength and their, their strength numbers are like kind of within, you know, 10 to 15% points of their speed, right? So they're, they're swinging kind of right where they're supposed to be. And then unfortunately you have where like 80 plus percent of golfers live and that's our ticking time bombs um, who, when they do speed training, just <laughs> increase the, the, the risk of getting hurt. They shorten the wick of the bomb before it explodes. <laughs> right. And these, and all of those pretty, probably pretty much all of you listening um, are, you know, people who do not pass the four mobility tests. So you don't have the ability to rotate through. So you're gonna have to compensate with your back or your elbows or, um, you know, shoulders, you know, other, you know, wrists. Um, yeah. and then, you know, or you, maybe you have good mobility, but you're super weak relative to how fast you're swinging. Right. So 
you know, we do a lot of work with, uh, you know, on Sirius XM radio with, you know, Dennis Paulson's one of my you know, good friend at this point. It, we, he always jokes that based on his physical metrics, he should be swinging like 90 miles an hour, but he's a really good golfer. And so he swings 110, yeah. right? So he's somebody, if, if, if you go and jump into speed training, like, like we're going to yeah. explode. And he has pain and all this. And that's so, you know, until he started working with us, and we've been able to really kind of get rid of most of it. And it's not all of it at this point. Um, so it's, I think when we look at speed training, if you fail, and then we'll make sure we put in the assessment in this episode in the show notes so that you guys can actually see, you know, should I be doing speed training or not? Yeah. But the key for most people is not to go grab speed training devices because there's other stuff that needs to be addressed you know, at this moment. And so I should be very clear for most of you listening, you more than likely, it is not in your best interest to go purchase a speed training device yet. Yes. Right. There will be a time <laughs> where it will be a super valuable tool. And we obviously have preferences on which ones in the marketplace at this moment tend, seem to be better based on science and whatnot. But the, the really the key is the power of the word yet. Right. And I have young kids and they love Sesame Street. And there's a whole song about the power of yet. Um, <laughs> well, I, won't, I won't bore you with that. But okay. Listen to it. Okay. But, you know, I think when it comes to speed training, it's a very relevant discussion of you know, for most of you, you need to hang up any speed training device that you have for the time being, get your body to the place where that can actually be beneficial safely, and then look at implementing it throughout the year and, you know, and kind of moving forward as you're assessing, reassessing and, and progressing. Yeah. I mean, I would say to put it in, in, in layman's terms, if eight, I would say the majority of people listening right now, if you go out and you buy a speed training device at this very moment, all you're doing is spending money to increase the chance of yourself getting hurt training for golf like that. That's a bad investment. I hate to tell you that's a bad investment at, at this point. Um, that is a, li- a liability is cost you money. So when you buy yes. a speed training device, it is going to cost you more money. Yes, correct. Right? If it was going to actually add distance pain free and you were going to take money from your friends, then it would that be would, an asset. That would be Basic great. financial Okay. Look, we're a financial uh, education podcast. Yeah, well. we, we might be able to get into the finance chart under the uh, the podcast tab on, on Apple. Maybe we'll, we can find there our way in there if we keep talking about this. <laughs> we picked the um, wrong category. And I will tell you, folks, as the unofficial mascot and spokesperson of Ticking Time Bombs, it is not the place <laughs> that you want to be, right? It's it's not where you want to be. And, um, you know, I, I think there's, there's a lot of golfers out there who, you know, like me, distance has never been an issue for me as, as long as I've played golf. I've always had been able to create speed. I've been an athletic guy. I can do that. There's a lot of guys out there, Chris, who that's not the case, right? They, they've always been a, a shorter hitter. They've, they've kind of been averaging, and that's something that they're they're kind of chasing. Maybe they're tired of being the first guy to hit, you know, from the fairway. And so when we talk, we say, hey, we, we can we can get you 10 yards in 10 weeks. Um, you know, I think you just talked about maybe the the negative aspects and kind of the, the dark side of speed training. But now let's get into like the, the good things and the ways that we can help people to, to get. Force. Uh, yeah, exactly. The, the, the force for good. And so uh, I think, you know, when I think of speed, you know, there's two things that come to mind for me. Obviously, number one, rotation, right? We got to be able to rotate to great speed. I think the second piece of that. It's also strength, right? The, the stronger you are, probably the further you can hit the ball and the more speed you can create, right? Force so, equals mass times acceleration. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> let's let's maybe dive into like the relationship between the, the rotational ability that people have and then then also the strength and maybe is, is one of those more important, Chris, than the other? Um, or are they pretty equal on, on the scale? Um, and, and if somebody's going to start training for speed, you know, where where is the best place to start? 
Yeah, I think that the basic mental framework that I think is really applicable and easy to understand for everyone listening, and this is basically, in a nutshell, I'm giving you the secret of P4S golf and how we operate. Like, so, like, <laughs> stop what you're doing. Them, stop what you're doing here. Here's the secret paper sauce. Out. Secret yes, sauce the right secret here. Secret sauce is pizza. Okay. <laughs> so think of a pizza. And you think of it in four, cut it into four pieces, so four quarters to the pizza pie. I love, I love that. It makes you feel like you're eating eating a bigger slice. You get more of the pizza. <laughs> no, I love right, it. Yeah. We're off to a good start here, Chris. Here we go. And so you put as many toppings as you want on it, right? But in one in one quarter of the pizza, that is the equipment quarter, right? So if you want to gain speed, having the optimized equipment that that can that can help you swing the club faster. You also have a technical quadrant, so being having good kinematics and sequencing, using, you know, and, and basically technique being as optimized as possible. Um, that is another way that you, know, you can add speed. And that and those that half of the pizza, most of you listening right now, particularly if you're a single digit handicap, that's where you have focused most of your attention. That's where a lot of you are, are creating your speed from. That's where you know I use you know DP Dennis, you know, in terms of he played professionally. That's where he's able to create 110 miles an hour club head speed up there, <laughs> even though physically he's, you know, the other half is the physical side and that, <laughs> that side yeah. of his pie ain't so good. Not right? so good. So oh, it's getting better, right? So the, the, the third quadrant or quarter is your mobility. So your ability to rotate in those four rotary centers that we've talked about. The fourth quadrant, that's like the, the fun, sexy quadrant. That's the power and the strength and how explosive are you, right? So I think when we look at, you know, a golfer who comes in and they say, hey, I want, to swim. I want to gain some speed. The first question we need to do is we need to assess and evaluate all four quadrants. We need to say, hey, you know, and most guys, you know, are, hey, I, I got fit last month. I just got new. Okay, I'm not too worried about that, <laughs> at least yeah. at this moment, right? Instruction, oh, yeah, I take lessons. I've done it. Like, I'm pretty, I'm a single digit. Yeah. Okay, not too worried about that. You know, now, there are issues there, likely, where you're compensating for quadrant three and four not being ideal. But, you know, at, this, at that moment, I'm, I'm kind of focused on this bottom half. And this is where yeah. I want everyone listening to stop and think about this bottom half. Because if you can't pass the four mobility, like uh, four mobility centers, that's easy. Should be, you, can, you should be able to fix that in six to eight weeks. Like no, no questions asked at most, a lot of times even, even quicker. But I think the cool thing with the science and the data that we've looked at in this other quadrant of speed and strength is there's basically, there are three... Well, it's a four, five, six. I guess there'd be three power metrics that we really look at and care about. Number one is your ability, what's called a counter movement jump. So your ability, think of like a vertical jump. If you look at the uh, like the NFL combine, right, where they stand, they stand in one place, they bend down, they jump up, and they try to knock as many of those little you know tickers away, see how high they can jump, yeah. right. So I know when we did it here, we had to raise the ceiling for you, Tyler, right? The, the 30 yeah, percent wasn't high. Enough. I was I was told that the fourth percentile is good. Is that right? The fourth fourth percentile people from Unfortunately, Rotary? unfortunately, percentiles don't work like golf. Lower score <laughs> while better in golf, not good in percentiles. That's that's where I got confused. I'll have to retest, I think, yeah. and see if I can <laughs> slide a piece of paper under my feet this time. <laughs> but the reason that test is important is that actually that that assesses vertical peak power. So the ability for you to push vertically through your legs which if we look on our force plates is the most direct, you know, basically connection to club head speed. So I think the cool thing is, you know, when I talked earlier about correlation and talking to those guys who got hurt doing speed training, there's causational. So statistically, we know that if you can increase your vertical peak power, your club head speed goes up. So there's a direct, like you improve one, the other goes up, right? It's not like, Hey, usually it'll go up. Or usually if you have higher 
you know, vertical that speed is higher. It, if it's high, speed's going to be high, right? So we know that that's why that's why we pick that test is because we yeah. know there's a, a, a causational uh, relationship. And that is a one of only two tests that have causational and uh, you know, relationships to club head speed. So there's really literally only, you know, if you guys have done other you know assessments in the physical world, like literally there are seven tests that matter, right? Your four mobility centers, your two power centers, which one is vertical leap, the others is the seated chest pass, your upper body push power. So you sit in a chair and you throw a medicine ball as far as you can. You just like a, a, like a chest pass in basketball. That also has causational connection to club head speed. And then seven is what's your club head speed? <laughs> because we got to know what that is, right? It's yeah. a, and so when yeah. we're looking at gaining 10 yards in 10 weeks, what we're going to look at is, hey, how's your mobility? How's your, how are your power tests? And we have, with all our database, we can see what, you know, Tyler mentioned he was in the fourth percentile. We can, which means that of a hundred guys in his age group, he jumps, he produces less vertical force than ninety six percent of them. We, we don't <laughs> semantics, Chris. We don't even really get into the yeah. So, it's just numbers. So, it's just let me just clarify: there's a hundred guys in the room. Ninety six <laughs> will jump higher than Tyler, right? But to, there's also mass. So. Tyler, this works in your favor. Right? Oh, so, so I was off the charts for mass, folks. I can tell you that. <laughs> off the charts. Right? Couldn't handle so, the amount of so mass. Of course, is mass times acceleration. So there's not a lot of acceleration, but there's a good amount of mass. So yeah. you know, if we think about it, if, if Tyler jumps 10 inches and a 10-year-old jumps 10 inches who weighs 40 pounds, right? Tyler had to move more weight that same amount of distance, so he has to produce more force, right? And so he's going to swing the golf club faster. So th- this is an actuality. This is where you look at, you know, you see guys like Zalatoris mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, Akshay or, you know, these, these super skinny dudes who have all these, you know, issues with back issues. It's because they don't have a lot of mass and there's have tons of acceleration and they're not strong enough to support those speeds, right? You look at a guy, John Rahm is a great example. Bigger, kind of bulky, beefy guy, right? He actually tried to lose weight. And as he was cutting weight, he got to a point where his back started bugging out. <laughs> so he actually put a little bit more weight on. And now he found his kind of his sweet spot of where he had, he was mobile and he with his strength and mass and all those numbers supported the club head speeds that he needed and wanted to have uh, from a competitive standpoint. So it's just it's a cool. You know, I think when we talk with people, it's cool to be able to look at it and say, hey, you pass these four mobility tests. Great. You do. Now let's look at the fun stuff, which is, you know, are you are you strong enough to support the speed you want to go? And this is where we can look at predict at this point with our data, I can look at yeah. all your tests and tell you what your predicted max club head speed is for each individual metric. And we can figure out which metric is holding you back versus which are your strengths. Right. And we can figure out where you're, you know, if we don't get these two up, your likelihood of injury is, you know, 25% higher, whatever it may be. This yeah. is where we get super you know, geeky and nerdy about it. But I think for, for, for you listening right now, if you can do those seven tests, you can understand very quickly where you stand relative to other golfers your age. And as you look at, hey, I'm going to be, you know, the next decade or the next two decades, where do I want to be and where do I need to work on? This is where it becomes very focused, you know, laser focus on the five things you need to work on. We don't need to be in the gym, you know, 10 hours a week to, to achieve longevity in this game. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I think that there, there may be a misconception, you know, we say 10, 10 yards in 10 weeks. And, and that may, some people may say, man, I, I don't know if I have time to do that. I don't know if I, you know, have the equipment to do that. You know, 
it, again, this is not this is not getting you in the gym and make turning you into Hercules or, or Hulk Hogan, right? This is ninety minutes a week of very specific, intentional work on these areas that we need to, to work on, right? That may be mobility, it may be strength, maybe a combination of both. Um, but if if you can find a half hour when you wake up or a half hour before you go to bed, three days a week, then we can help you. We can get you to that that ten miles an hour. And so um, I think for me that that's always been a barrier, you know, for you know probably working out or going to the gym is just the the intimidation factor. Hey, I don't I don't even really know what I'm supposed to do here, right? There's all these machines. There's these guys who are lifting heavy weights. And so um, I think the really cool thing about what we do in some of the program that we have is it, it's fit for anyone. Right. Whether you're uh, whether you're a 28 year old guy who's who's trying to, you know, make it on a, a, the, the mini tours or the corn fairy tour or you're a 70 year old who says, hey, I, I just want to keep playing the money game on Sundays with the boys. Um, we have something for you. We have weight. We can help you. And and that 10 yards, it's, it's not a guess. Right. We're not just throwing that out there as a marketing tool. It is data driven. Like you said, it is causational. It is uh, an understanding of the golf swing and the thousands and thousands of golfers that we've had go through. Uh, and the data shows us, hey, if somebody can put in the work and, and dedicate the time, then we're going to be able to get into that that number and do it safely, do it without getting people hurt and let them be able to use that speed and help it improve their game rather than, oh, man, I, I used this this tool and now I'm uh, off the golf course for four weeks because my back hurts too much. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I, I know you feel the same way, Tyler, that I don't want to say I don't care if like if you. I, I kind of in a way don't care if you work with us. If you, I just want everybody listening here to work with someone. Yeah. Take take some action, even if you do it yourself. That's what you know, we'll put the home assessment here so you guys can do it yourself if you want. But I can't stress enough the data that we are seeing, you know, decade over decade, as you age, it becomes more, more and more critical to do something physically and not just something, to do the right stuff physically. We're yeah. talking about from 60s to 70s, what we're seeing in our database, this is not, this blew my mind when I saw this. If you're doing the wrong stuff in your 60s to you know, in that 10, 10 year span from 60s to 70s, if you're doing the wrong stuff, you're going to lose at least 10 yards on average. Or sorry, not 10 yards, 10, 10 miles an hour. 10 miles an hour. Like 30 yards, yeah. 30 sorry, yards, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a big difference, right? If you do the right stuff, you cut that loss by more than 75%. Like it is insane. Like we can't, stop aging right i mean when we do we'll let you know when we figure that yeah. out but, but what we can do is we can incredibly minimize the impact that it has on you and your golf game yeah. and do it in a way that's safe and i think that's the big issue with a lot of the swing speed training devices out there right now is none of them are touting like because and i know because i've offered to most of them hey can we what do you think about putting this assessment in so we make sure that the people using your product are like fit to use it and to, and to get the most out of it. Yeah. And they're initially like, oh, that sounds great. And I said, okay, cool. Just just so you know, though, like 80% of people are going to fail. And they're like, well, then we wouldn't sell anything. Yeah, crickets. crickets. Immediately, they're, they're stopped being conversation, right? So yeah. it's just, you know, I can't, education, 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 you know, is the number, I can't say that enough of the number one protector for you listening to this, to play this game for as long as possible and hit the ball as far as possible while you're playing. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm so passionate about getting your information and just protecting you because I think the marketing is so, it's so compelling. Mm -hmm. uh, look at so-and-so swinging these, this stick or these sticks or whatever, you know, doing this move, <laughs> picked up this much, right? Like it, it's so, so easy and so important to figure out 
what is the right thing for you to, to add? And, and if you're doing the right stuff, like the reason we titled this episode 10 yards in 10 weeks, that is the average gain that we, so we guarantee that like, that's how like we, the science is there. So yeah. if you're doing this on your own, you should expect about three miles an hour in 10, 10 to 12 weeks. So say, give yourself three months. Right. And that is the bar to which to measure yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And in the home assessment, we have the comparisons for you to, you know, compare to other people in your age groups. I think just the sharing of information so that, you know, listening to this, like, where should I be? Like, what is like, and not, and not, you know, breaking that false belief of, of getting you to stop accepting that it's okay to hurt as you get older, that it's okay yeah. to lose 10 miles an hour <laughs> as you get old. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. I, I think when I talk to golfers all the time, that's, that's usually the, the MO, right? Hey, I'm getting older. So I've got aches and pains. Of course I've lost this. And it's like, you know, that just happens to everybody. And that's, you know, my thing is, it hey, happens to everyone who's an idiot. Correct. The, the information is now available. So before it, you, you were totally protected by ignorance because nobody knew. Yeah. But now we know, like we actually know it. And so if you, until maybe you haven't heard this before, in which case you're not an idiot. But yeah. now you just did. So if you don't do anything, this yeah. now applies to you. Like you well, can I, stop this. You can you can hit the ball further. Every single person come in their 60s, 70s, they, we give them doing the right stuff. And they not only just like stop the loss, they pick up. They add you yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the thing that, that we hear all the time and, and kind of in, in the office and things, there's no status quo when it comes to golf, right? You're either getting better or you're getting worse. So if you're doing nothing or you're doing the wrong things and you're getting older, you're going to get worse. But if you're doing the right stuff, man, you, you can get better a hundred percent. I My biggest takeaway from this whole thing, Chris, is I can now tell my wife the reason that I am have so much mass is because I want to be like John Rahm and I don't want my game to go downhill. So there thank you, you for that tip. That is huge. She's been on me to get into the gym, but now I have a, a well, an there, there is a that, point of know. diminishing return, Tyler. Right? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Remember, cut, remember, he, cut, remember cut, he put cut the that. weight back. Oh, all right, we won't go there. We, yeah, we got to cut. We got to cut, cut. Cut that part. My wife can't listen to that. I can't have her. Can't have her hearing that. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm, Chris, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I'm, I'm excited to, to get this education, this information out to people. I'm excited to, to talk to the people who are going to take the assessment, who are hearing this for the first time, who are curious about what we do and how we do it. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're called the bomb squad for a reason. And, and one of the biggest reasons is we want to help people hit bombs. Right. And so doing that the right way and teaching them how to do that and having the understanding and the data behind that uh, is really what this is all about. And so uh, pumped to get people hitting it, hitting it longer, hitting it better, uh, and hopefully adding a little bit of money in their pocket at the end of each round from, from their friends who are doing the wrong things uh, and maybe don't know uh, how to do it the right way. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. Bombs away, brother. All right. Bombs away, man.